Thank you for downloading this podcast from Abrupt Audio. You can find more episodes of this and many other podcasts at abruptaudio.com. Subscribe today to get the next episode automatically. It has been 500 days since Apple last updated its MacBook Pro. So, Martin, I think it's about time that they brought out a new one, and that's exactly what they did. You're listening to the Pixel Podcast. So, yes, this episode we are talking all about Apple's new MacBook Pro, and we'll get to the headline feature in a little bit. We're going to just tease around it because... Um, there was actually some leaked images um, a few days before of this feature and I remember seeing it and I actually wrote it off because it was one of these things that you often see in mock-up designs but actually mean nothing at all and often like aren't going aren't gonna to be realistic and I kind of did write it off but we'll get to that in a minute, I'm teasing a little bit more. So um, the, the laptops, um, the new MacBook Pros, we've been waiting for a while, uh, me and Martin both have MacBook Pros and I mean the, the design of them, um, there's no change of that in a while, there's been a recent update where um, for instance, the one Martin's got, and they added the new Force Touch um, style trackpad um, style thing. You know, it was it was um, they got away with a physical click. It was all um, implemented um, virtually. Um, but as you as you see, Martin, it's come down really well. Um, a lot of people like it. It's far more reliable, and uh, you know, you've really um, you've really welcomed um, you know the the change in the trackpad, right? Absolutely, and I think. I feel a bit, bit bad because obviously I didn't have a Mac until I got my MacBook Pro, mm. so I can't appreciate the trackpad more than say someone had else had an older generation. But it's definitely been a, a warm welcome compared to my old Windows-based uh, computers, definitely. Yeah, so while we're talking about the trackpad, the new trackpad on the MacBook Air is a lot bigger, hell of a lot bigger. So it's going to actually make that experience of using it even better. It's going to be even more like using um, a touchscreen. Um, it's got the same technology behind it. Apple are claiming that because that they've gone to um, this type of trackpad, they can now make it bigger and make the experience better. Nothing too exciting apart from that. The trackpad is bigger, but, you know... I, Bigger's better, right? As we keep being told. So um, the size is still the same. We've got a 13 and 15 inch. But the difference this time is that there's two types of 13 inch. There's a 13 inch, which is um, got slightly less features and so slightly cheaper, and is actually aimed towards the MacBook Air market. The people who want, because um, because the new MacBook is actually considerably thinner than the MacBook Air, so it could be a very compelling um, choice for people who maybe are a bit in between. They liked the light and compact and thin size of the MacBook Air, but maybe they just want a bit more kick, a bit more power. Sometimes they just have to do a little bit of video editing, and they need that extra power to do that, and now that they have the choice to do that, that's really, really cool. So, um, the um, the reason that it's thinner and better, Apple are claiming, is because their new keyboard design, um, using the um, butterfly mechanism that they were using on the MacBook, the new MacBooks that they recently uh, redesigned as well. Controversy about the MacBook is actually the fact that it only has a USB-C port and a um, headphone jack. Now, this is going to more than likely annoy a few people. It's already annoying. 
me a little bit thinking about it um, is the new MacBook has what they're calling Lightning 3 ports, which is similar design to USB Type-C and even supports USB Type-C devices. Uh, there's three of them on the MacBook. Uh, there is no SD card reader and then there's just a headphone jack. At least it's still got the headphone jack. There is still that. There's no going to be controversy like we saw over the iPhone 7, but there's no um, SD card reader, which honestly for a pro device um, where a lot of people that use them are in either the photography business or in the video business. This is a big, big deal. This is very, very, very serious, I think. And actually, it's going to be a bit of annoyance for quite a few people. I mean, me and you, Martin, we already agree that we're already annoyed about it. I was actually going to say, I think it's personally a mistake uh, dropping the SD card reader. Um, like you said, for people like uh, myself, I got uh, my MacBook Pro purely because it could, it was quite uh, versatile. I could take it out in the field. It was quite... Um, quite light yeah. so I wasn't lugging a heavy computer with me yeah. obviously and yeah. I'm glad I have an SD card because there's been countless times where I've needed it now if I take this new MacBook Pro obviously now I need an adapter that's adapter. more gear more stuff to yeah. carry more, more things to, to lose. lose yeah yeah, and adapt these adapters are never that cheap, and then you know you've got to break out. And then honestly, even for me in a desktop setup, you know the the MacBook Pro isn't perfect. It doesn't have as many ports as I really need. If I'm editing, like sitting here, like doing the podcast, or I'm editing, I have a hard drive plugged in. That's one this one USB port, and then my other USB port, I have to have um, I have to have a breakout um, to give me other USB ports because I will need to plug in a microphone and a mouse and a keyboard and things like this when I have it in a desktop setup. And it's just going to be that pain again. However. The only benefit is the issue I've been having with, the, with with breaking out and breaking out the one USB port into many USB ports is that if it's drawing a lot of power from it, it doesn't tend to work that well. And sometimes I've had a few issues with that. At least the new Lightning Type 3 port um, slash USB-C port does support a hell of a lot of extra power and data transfer speed. So you're only gonna be able to get those files off those hard drives quicker if you've got a hard drive that supports it, um, off an SD card quicker. Um, and um, for instance, the, the Apple have quoted basically the hardest you can push these ports is you could technically have two 5K displays plugged in using these ports. You know, they're fully versatile, which is crazy, you know, the fact that you can drive those from there. Um, don't know what kind of experience you're going to get from it, but I suppose it's just proof of concept. So I suppose they are more versatile. You could probably break them into many things without really feeling it. But it's the annoyance of having to buy adapters. And I feel like with Apple at the moment, we're going to the world of adapters. If you bought the new MacBooks, same thing. The MacBook Pro is going to be the same thing. With the iPhone, it's going to be the same thing. I feel like we're going into the generation of adapters. And we're going to have more dongles that we know what to do with. I think I can see that happening. Do you know what was really funny, actually? What's that, then? I was filming um, a few days ago in um, uh, a venue and we um, I was looking for we were asking this AV team that they had a particular adapter it was just an XLR type adapter an audio adapter and we had like his adapter bin three quarters of his adapter bin were adapters for Macs from lightning ports for various different connectors because the Macs don't have them on the same it was like lightning to like you know um, VGA lightning to HDMI lightning to this lightning to that it's just like I was just looking at it like yep this is what it's like now we joke we actually made a joke was, about it because actually, like, it's just the way it is I was going to say look we joke about it but it's actually pretty bad from Apple you don't need all these adapters you know when mm. you're on a Windows computer you don't need all these adapters do you? Well, it does depend on the Windows computer it Basically, what happens here is it's a design choice, right? Apple can decide to make the, the laptop thinner, lighter, and meet all these design elements and, you know, and then the needs of the consumer in other ways, but then they have to lose out on other things. So, for instance, in order to 
compact things down, they have things, some things have to give. So in this case, they decided the SD card reader has to give. And, you know, this often is the way it has. Same with the iPhone. They decided the headphone jack had to give to, to achieve what they wanted to do. And some Windows computers are doing the same. I mean, well, the Google's own computer, um, the Google Pixel laptop, um, has only two USB-C ports on the sides. You know, so you, want, want, you can switch at either end, but what we plug it charger in one end and you can put the other in the other end um the thing the only point i do like about the map pro is that if i don't need to plug in the power charger at least i do have three ports now technically i can use but before i only had two usb ports technically i kind of got an extra port that's more versatile they are more versatile more usable however i have not even touched on the point yet and one that you haven't realized yet martin but when i tell you you will definitely understand the issues they could cause the current power cable is a MagSafe cable, it's a magnetic cable. Yeah. It has saved my life more times than I can think of from pulling my Mac off a desk, Very off true. a table, someone else's Mac off a desk or table. There's no there's no word to say that um, the power cable or there's gonna be like an option for the power cable to have the features of MagSafe. One of the arguably one of the most successful and most loved features of Macs is the Mag um, is the MagSafe. I'll because be it's safe that. So if it's just a USB C port are we going to see more people now having accidents with the Macs? Well, that's just it. Like, I'll tell you what, I, can, I couldn't even count on my hand how many times this uh, Mag safety device uh, for the power cable has saved my Mac. I actually remember once yep. I tripped over it. I could just see my laptop. It's sort of teetering on the edge. And it was only because of this cable. It didn't fall. And I was like, thank God for that. I, could, I counted yep. my lucky stars that day, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... I'm not, you know, there's a few, a few negatives. Okay, so we've been through the negatives. I think now is the time for us to go with some of the positives. So, the they're claiming 10 hours battery life. The screen is, um, they're, they're saying how many lumens it is. If I say the number, it's not even, it's not even going to be um, a number that most people understand anyway. Um, so, it's a lot brighter. It's a lot more vibrant. They've got a wider color space on there. Um, similar how they expanded the iPhone 7s. It's got um, upgraded speakers, a lot better. There's new keyboard design, which people are going to love, apparently. And um, it's thinner. And, okay, so we've been teasing about it a lot. You know, the big feature that people have been talking about is the touch bar. And the touch bar is basically a screen, which is where the um, play, pause, volume up and down, all that kind of utility stuff you'd have on the top of your keyboard is replacing that. So obviously it does have those features, those buttons are there. It's a touch screen, but because it's a touch screen, I think what's really awesome and genuinely one of the most exciting things I think about the computer is um, when you open up different applications and you know, developers are free to utilize this, Apple's own applications are already utilizing it. For instance, Final Cut, You've got the option to scrub through your timeline on the touchpad. You can just touch it, scroll through. That's really awesome. Really excited about that on Final Cut. It's going to allow you to, to have the predictive text options, which you have on their iOS devices when you're typing your text, doing a Word document type thing. Um, it's going to have the ability to, um, on on what's really cool, on Safari, um, on your tabs, you can see previews. You have all your tabs displayed on the touchscreen. You can see little image previews of what's on each tab, so you can swap through them really easily. And I think what's really exciting to make the Mac even more secure 
It has now touch ID as well. Little sensor on the right hand side of it, which you put your finger on. It supports multi-users, so a multi multiple amount of users can put their finger on it and it recognizes who that user is and logs them into the account straight away. And can of course now be used for touch ID payments. So if you've got your, your you're already using Apple Pay, got that set up, if you're buying stuff through your Mac, you can make that even safer. Um, you know, you just use the touch ID and easier and safer, you can just make those payments as well, which I think it's, is really, really it's cool. Almost James um, Bond-esque, you know. It just seems like a little, <laughs> little uh, tap there, done, paid. It just feels really strange. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what third-party developers are going to do with it because I think there's some really awesome things that could be done with it um, that we haven't seen before, some extra little experiences and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm genuinely very excited about it. And I think having that little ID panel there, I think that's really great. And, I, and honestly, I, I'm. it's one of those things I think you, you see it and you're like, that's awesome. You know, why, you know, why... Why have I lived without that for you know for how long? I think when people start using it, they're going to be um, really really loving it and really making full use of it. I think really awesome as well in Photoshop um, for these people who um, possibly are maybe using the MacBook and the Go to edit photos. Um, the fact that um, you know while they're manipulating photos and stuff with a touchpad, bigger touchpad, they're going to be able to do more um, sort of um, touch gestures and stuff on Photoshop, which it does support rotating, sizing, zooming in and out. If they can use that top hand with their other hand to quickly switch between the tools they need to do, I could see that making sort of image um, creation, manipulation, everything else just a lot quicker and a lot um, lot more intuitive, which is, really, which is really, really awesome. So I'm definitely excited to see how um, that goes on. So that's kind of all the details regarding the new MacBook Pros. Um, all we've got at the moment is the American prices to, to hand. It's going to start at uh, 1799 for the 13 inch and um, go up um, to, uh, you know, two and a half thousand odd for the high end one with all the specs and stuff. Um, the high end MacBook, the 15 inch, fully spec'd out. You get the opportunity to have like a dedicated AMD GPU now. Before the high end ones were only still using um, Intel's um, integrated graphics system. So you've got a mix there for using the, the, the lower end ones. You get the Intel integrated graphics, but a faster, I think they're saying two times faster. Um, or if you've got the high end one, you get in the AMD and you're getting a lot better results out of that as well. So um, honestly, it's the upgrade that people will be waiting for. There are some caveats and negatives, but honestly, if anyone's been following Apple at the moment, I don't think um, anyone has been really surprised about the moves they've been doing. This is things that they have been doing with their other products. You know, they have been removing ports. They have been upgrading to a single-use port to do everything. So it's not a big change. Martin, final thoughts? Overall, I think this is a fantastic new bit of kit that Apple are launching. I think the adjustments and the overhauling of the old MacBook Pro were were definitely needed, um, especially with the better speakers and the Touch ID were my biggest selling point. I'm not saying that the speakers are bad on my MacBook here. I'm just saying they could have done a bit bit more tweaking. And I feel like Apple have done their usual stuff. They, they sorted out the, the small uh, niggles and they've improved it tenfold. And I'd like to see where it goes from there. And, and, and once again, how they improve upon that one in the later. Yeah, I think, you know, it is overall a very solid MacBook. I think there's a lot of things that people wanted. It's faster. It's it's more power efficient. To be honest, a big big point for me is the fact it's thinner and lighter. 
a map, you know, for a lot of people on the go, like myself, you know, the bigger map would probably want it because the bigger screen and being able to edit on it easier and use more screen real estate and stuff like that. But it is quite a heavy device. You do notice carrying around all day with you. And so you know, any any reductions in that is definitely, definitely awesome. And, uh, you know, I'll, I think until the MacBook gets in people's hands, we won't really be able to judge how much annoyance the ports may be. Uh, more accessories coming out, hopefully, um, to support the new port and to be able to, you know, make things a little bit more cost effective, etc, etc. We'll have to wait and see. Guys, let us know your thoughts on Twitter. Get in touch with the conversation. That's at Pixel Podcast. Pixel Podcast is brought to you by Abrupt Audio. For more information on this and other podcasts, visit abruptaudio.com. Don't forget, you can listen to us on the go on iTunes, Stitcher or Spotify. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to drop us some feedback via iTunes. And with that, we thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Adios, amigos. Adios, amigos.